Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we continue our series from uh, unbelief to belief. And if you've got a Bible and you've got time to do this, pick it up and open it to Matthew chapter 19. Uh, We'll begin in verse 16. So Matthew 19, beginning in verse 16. uh, Very uh, even notorious account, noteworthy account of Jesus and his interaction uh, with a young man uh, who would seem like the perfect candidate uh, to become a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He seemed to be uh, well respected. He seemed to come to Jesus with a, a humble attitude. Uh, he seemed maybe even willing to, to, to sign on the dotted line to follow after Jesus. But in the end, uh, he did not receive uh, that which he seemed to be seeking. And so let's, let's read beginning in verse 16. And behold, a man came up to him saying, Teacher, What good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? Uh, There's only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. And he said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these I have kept. What do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And so here's a young man. He comes before Jesus, and he certainly asks the right question. That is, how do I inherit eternal life? How how can I be saved? How can my sins be uh, forgiven? And Jesus basically probes his understanding of the question that he's asking and the person of whom he's asking uh, this question. That is, why, why would you call me good uh, with the, the caveat, only God is good. And I think he's uh, you know, wanting to force this young man, well, uh, if you're good, you must be God. And if you're not God, then, then you're not good. So kind of forcing a, a kind of a, a logical uh, way of understanding who Jesus uh, is. And then uh, he goes on to say, uh, well, what about these commandments? And he, after he goes through this, this lengthy catalog, the, the, the second half of the, uh, the panels of the, the, uh, the Ten Commandments, uh, the young man's assessment of his performance in terms of the law is what? I've kept them since I was a young person. And yet, then he goes on and asks him, well, you know, what, what do I still lack? Now, there's a fundamental issue uh, with uh, this young, young man. Uh, the, the point of the law is that, the, that it highlights the fact that we have sinned. Now, very likely the young man hadn't committed a murder and very possibly had not committed adultery. Maybe, perhaps, he had never stolen something, uh, but certainly he had lied. He had failed to honor his father and mother perfectly. Remember, the standard's not just, you know, on a regular basis or normally. Uh, the, the, the standard is continual, perpetual, and per- perfect obedience. And certainly he had not always honored his parents, And then the final one, he certainly 
hadn't always loved his neighbor. Uh, whether it was a failure uh, to do what is necessary to demonstrate love for the neighbor, whether it was harboring some type of bitterness uh, regarding some slight. It could be any number of things. But the truth is, when the Spirit is at work with us and we take a view toward the law, we recognize our sin. And this young man never recognized the great reality of his sin. If you do not recognize the reality of your sin, you have no need of a Savior. You certainly... Uh, now, again, he, he asked the question, well, okay, I've done these things, but okay, if I lack something, explain what, what the lack is. And uh, Jesus simply says, well, go sell everything. Because uh, if, you, if you really loved your neighbor, what would you do? Well, you would provide for them. You would care for them. You would give to them as they have uh, need. And, and so go and do that. But at that, the young man, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I can't go that far. And so this man was being challenged by Jesus to, first of all, see his sin, that he was a lawbreaker, uh, that he was unwilling to submit to the authority of the one that he thought could convey upon him eternal life. So he was unwilling to surrender, to, to, to obey. And so therefore, uh, he went away unbelieving. He went away disobedient. And so uh, Jesus was calling him to surrender, to discipleship. This is a unique story. And... Um, uh, we don't think of it as uh, normative in the sense of uh, we literally go sell possessions to follow Jesus. We can't purchase our salvation uh, by selling our possessions. Uh, but certainly there is a disposition that all of us and all that we own, uh, when we uh, are, are saved, God works in us a fundamental disposition that places everything uh, at the feet of our Lord Jesus Everything uh, at the uh, under the authority of the lordship of Jesus Christ. Something this man was unwilling to do. He was unwilling to do with his possessions what Jesus commanded. And so, uh, if we would be saved, uh, then uh, the surrender to Him, uh, the surrender of faith, is we realize that we are sinners who have violated the law, and the weight of that causes us to be willing to do whatever it is that God commands in order to save our souls from what is surely, surely uh, the fiery hell of judgment. And this man was unconvinced of his sin. Uh, therefore, he certainly was not a candidate uh, to be saved by God's grace through faith. Very difficult story, uh, challenges us at many, uh, many, many levels, uh, but at the end of the day, it just reminds us uh, that uh, when Jesus calls us to come after him, uh, he calls us to come after him in faith. But it is a, it is a faith that exhibits uh, a disposition uh, that is inclined uh, to surrender all to him. And so uh, I pray that this is a blessing to your day. And we'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.